how did you get involved with this? Like, did you just look them up and ask to volunteer, yeah, just, contacted them? Yeah, I just reached out to them, um, asking them like what volunteer opportunities there were. And I said, like, pretty much like be open to being part of events, like organizing or just being there, helping setting up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what did you do today? What was your job? <laughs> It's kind of funny because I kind of felt like I wasn't sure what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doom, doo doom, 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 doo doom, doom, boom. Let's snooze, snooze, boom. Let's snooze. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And today we're going to boop. And today we're going to boop. boop. A boop de boop de boop. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I feel like this is our first intro where we're not like a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Whoop, whoop. We but have for- a couple of things. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but after the intro, like yes, those two yes. lines were safe. We yes, did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Okay, we definitely go, did go, it. Go ahead. <laughs> We have a few things to talk about today. Well, a couple of things. Heidi has a story. <laughs> Heidi um, has a story. <laughs> yeah. But before we start the show with Heidi's story, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop's Newts. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website, holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a huge thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays until 9 p.m. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for your support. Much appreciated. Thank you. I feel like for the Holy Raw, like, <laughs> shout out, we should, like, when, when you talk about the different types of meat, like the, the, what is it? Beef, duck, we should put in, like, it sounds there. So it's like, quack. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, my God. Anyways. All right. I will kick it off with my story. I don't know that there's like Do it. A, a takeaway from the story or not. This might just be more like <laughs> cathartic for me, but I thought I would share this story with all y'all Let's Boop Snoots followers. So um, the other day um, I got home from work and my 
14-year-old son was uh, in a state. He was uh, quite annoyed. He was very upset. And um, we have this side gate. And um, I think we mentioned a couple of times on the show that uh, our city has sustained two pretty major storms that did pretty sustainable damage. Both hit my house, but like one time plenty of damage and then last one, not so much, but still like, like tornado, like type, type weather we're talking here. But anyway, so since the last, like we had issues with the side gate to our yard beforehand, but it's gotten worse after this last one and we really do need to, to repair it. But when somebody like when, uh, either comes to repair the air conditioning or if anybody comes in through the side, if like one of us doesn't go out and latch the gate properly because it's sort of off kilter, then it can like a light wind can sort of blow it open or if the dogs like pounce on it or whatever, it, it will re- release the latch and open the door. So my my son was at home um, on his own the other day because I work, my husband's away and my other son is uh, summer schooling and the son was summer schooling as well. So the doorbell rings and this woman um, starts yelling at him. <laughs> He opens the door and she starts yelling at him, your dogs are out in the neighborhood and they're on the loose and this can't happen and that. And and he's like, oh, so he's sort of like overwhelmed by this, but puts on his shoes and goes where there's another two ladies who have our dogs who were super kind to him, help, help them get them back in the house and stuff. But the first yelly lady just followed him the entire time, just like yelling nonstop. And if this happens again, I'm calling the humane society. And they were, they came into my garage and they're terrorizing the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Cause they're so mean. And I was like terrorizing the neighborhood. So there was just so many things wrong with this. It was just like, I am fully willing to accept responsibility for my dogs escaping the yard. Yep. We've got a fence issue. Should we repair it? Absolutely. Have we gotten around to it yet? No. <laughs> but for the most part, our fence remains closed again. And I get this was just a mishap and whatever. So I could see if it was happening often and if like dogs were constantly out or if I let my dogs just roam the neighborhood to terrorize my neighbors. <laughs> I could see like the upset and the frustration and again, I would hope that one of my neighbors would address it with me or the other adult in the house <laughs> and not a 14 year old kid mm-hmm. <laughs> who's just trying to do his <laughs> schoolwork. But anyways, so all that to say, mistakes happen sometimes, folks. Um, just be wary of your yard and <laughs> your dog's escape <laughs> tactics. My, my mom was telling me after the fact that she saw them before and that they would jump up on the, on the gate. So they knew that if they jumped on it a couple of times, it would open the <laughs> it gate. Would open. Smart. And, um, I know, smart little buggers. But anyways, I, I thought I would, I would share that story. Again, it was just more for me to vent than anything else. Yeah. Don't but... be that neighbor, people. Yeah. Don't if yell you... at teenagers. Nope. And nope. if you see loose dogs, chances are they belong to somebody and it was an accident that they don't do mm-hmm. this on purpose and that they have no plans of terrorizing your neighborhood <laughs> at all. And be like, you're in my garage. Looks like you're mine now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> like, I should be thankful that they weren't stolen. Thank thank goodness this neighbor had a strong aversion to these, <laughs> to these terrorists because... <laughs> I, I feel sort of, like a week later, you'd see them with the lady and be like, uh, those are my dogs. No. No, they're not. 
<laughs> nope no they aren't uh, i'm pretty You're like sure look i have them on my instagram no <laughs> exactly <laughs> and he's clearly trying to come and give me a kiss because <laughs> he loves me? me i'm his mama Here's oh my mama. god anyways that made me laugh so i've been referring to them as the terrorists ever since i'm like come on terrorists let's go it's for their w, like, terrorists it's their little nub tails it they're is very scary when they wiggle waggle i like again they are they're, they're like medium-sized dogs maybe medium to large some people might find them large i'm sure it is intimidating like again I'm, i take full responsibility I, if she was afraid i don't want to scare anybody but check yourself before you mess yourself <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's my thank you for letting me get that off my chest <laughs> listeners at home they're saying you're welcome Heidi you're welcome Heidi thanks guys you're the best I'll let you know if she comes back so the other two topics that we were going to talk about today is Vero went to an event that I that I can't wait to hear about and then I was going to talk about and that's so I should actually put this out there right now as a disclaimer that this is totally going to be a spoiler alert I was going to talk about the show the um what is it called the hidden lives of pets it's a Netflix series that's on right now that talks about different animals and their different capacities to do things and stuff like that. And of course, there was like a fair bit on the doge, mm-hmm. the dogo. Very interesting. So spoiler alert to the extreme. If you plan on watching the show, just pause the let's boop snoots for right now and you can come back and listen later. <laughs> yeah. It's only four episodes. Yeah. I think it's four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this event. Yes, tell me all about it. I went to an Eastern Ontario Podcake Rescue event, mm-hmm. for which I now volunteer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, it was it was great. Yeah, it was outside. Um, there were some vendors and some adoptables. Um, one was so cute. I'm sure she's going to get adopted after today. Is so that the one cute. that is that the one that you sent to me? Yes. That by the way, I thought for sure Vera was coming home with a dog today. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure she was coming home with a dog today. Possibly that dog, the of the photo that she sent to me. Yeah, she's she pretty was cute. So cute, and she was so sweet. Oh, so sweet. Oh, so we had there were tables with some vendors. Um, there was Guppy Paws. They make bandanas they were actually really really nice chibi treats all natural ottawa pet treats um they looked really good they're like dehydrated treats there were some like doggy popsicles and some doggies were eating some popsicles and there was blue merle resin so they make cute little dog tags oh. mm-hmm. was this a free event or did people have to purchase tickets to get in no, it was a free event, and uh, the Pot Cake Rescue had a table. There were some some baked goods, uh, raffle where you can buy some tickets, nail trimming station. I'm sure uh, Gibbon would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> there was also wild coyote photography. You could get your dog photographed. And there was paws apparel, and they make really nice um, collars. And there had like all natural tick collars as well that were really nice. They're all like beads. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And there was also Ab Pet Care. Above and beyond Pet Care Ottawa, so they provide safe and quality pet services. They have experienced vet technicians that handle advanced, advanced pet medical care and challenging behavioral issues. So right. they were there. And we had a little, they had like little kiddie pools with water. And there was another kiddie pool full of balls and we were hiding treats in it. So dogs were ah! able to go, go sniff out some treats with their snoots. Yes. And there was this lady um, from the Caribbeans. Mm-hmm. And she was doing like this dance workout at some point. <laughs> <laughs> was she was she trying to get the dogs to dance? Yeah, and it, she's like and- island dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was fun. Um, lots and lots of dogs that that were there. That's awesome. So were people able to adopt on the spot, or no? They had to fill out like an application and. No, they would have to go through the application process. So if they were to see um, an adoptable that they really, really liked, um, they would still have to fill out the application. Were they looking for fosters too? Do they like send doggos to fosters? There weren't any dogs there to foster, but they're always looking for fosters. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't don't know that I could do the fostering. Like you just, I would fail every time. (laughs) Foster fail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what else was I going to ask? I was going to ask, um, like, did you, how did you get involved with this? Like, did you just look them up and ask to volunteer, contacted them? Yeah. I just reached out to them, um, asking them, like, what volunteer opportunities there were. And I said, like, pretty much, like, be open to being part of events, like organizing or just being there, helping setting up. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what did you do today? What was your job? <laughs> it's kind of funny because I kind of felt like I wasn't sure what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're like new, you're like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. So I went around and let people know that there was a raffle and I took pictures of their dog. You can actually see them on Let's Boop Snoot's Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I tagged them. So and then I sent them the pictures as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was making sure that the the little pool had traits in it at all times. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, just answering some questions. And people came with their doggos too? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. There was a golden retriever at the end. And he tried to, uh, she, she tried to steal a cupcake. <gasps> I wasn't surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Bad dog. Bad Goldie. Bad Goldie. So they had Goldie. The purpose of this event is to just show off the pot cakes so people can see them and then fill out an, uh, an application to adopt. Yeah, show off the pot cakes, um, raise some money. I know, like. I was talking to the other volunteers before we left today and they were telling me like the amount of their like vet bills per month and it's oh man a very high amount. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially cuz like like pot cakes are like street dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, tell tell everybody so what a pot a cake is. So a pot cake is an I guess they call them like island dogs, so mm-hmm. Barbados, Caribbeans, uh, Jamaica, and they're pretty much street dogs down mm-hmm. there. 
and they call them pot cakes because they feed them the leftovers that you find like caked on the bottom of your pan or your pot after you've made some food. Mm-hmm. They feed that to the dogs. So that's why they call them pot cakes. Probably like rice and they and rescue, stuff. They rescue them like throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that when they do arrive to Canada or before they even leave, uh, they do need some some vet care, medical care. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I'm curious about is how who pays for the transport? I'm hearing often, <laughs> and I'm seeing a lot of posts sometimes, um, not just the pot cake rescue, but other rescues that do have pot cake type dogs mm-hmm. that they're looking for anybody that's, you know, coming back from Barbados, like, would you able to pick up this dog um, and bring them with you? Okay. But I know sometimes, I'm not sure if sometimes they do like special trips or... See, yeah. that's what I'd be curious about where they do like one big organized event where they know they're going down to like where they charter like a flight. And again, that must be like crazy expensive. So that would have involve some mega fundraising too. Mm-hmm. I think Golden Rescue does that. Oh, yeah. They go to Egypt. Oh, man. Because um, on on a little sidebar here, I saw I read an article the other day because like I know there's been like a lot of issues with Air Canada, one of like obviously our hugest like <laughs> air um, companies like here up here in Canada. And there's been issues. They're canceling flights every day. There's like one of our m- major cities here in Canada, Toronto, has been like completely just absolutely like a chaotic like gong show at the Mm -hmm. airport and there's people missing their luggage for like weeks at a time and like all this kind of stuff so I saw an article the other day saying that they're banning pets on Air Canada at the moment and it's probably because everything's just so discombobulated that it would be so easy for a dog to be left on a cargo for like god knows how long and like I'm sure there's like all kind of issues so um, I know that the traveling has, is like spiking like big time right now, like um, as COVID like has started to ease up. And I say that, but our city's entering like <laughs> some higher levels again. Shocker. Yeah. But um, just keep that in mind if you're traveling with your pets and stuff like that, that like it's a super busy time right now. So if you're planning to cargo them, like just you might want to like reach out ahead and be like, how is this going lately? Is still a service available? Yeah. Like, uh, do you predict mm-hmm. there, do you foresee there being any problems with like, you know, the increased activity and that, that type of stuff. But anyways, I digress. So <laughs> for the, um, for the pot kick, the pot kick event. So do they have a facility? I think they have a facility. I think they do. I want to say Orleans, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and they have they're having a summer meet and greet event next weekend on Saturday from one to three at one forty one Beechwood Avenue. Mm. There's gonna be a bake sale, nail trim, and meeting some adoptable pups. <gasps> I love it. I love yes. it. Oh, were they're there, adorable. Were there were there any doggo fights or anything like that while you were there? Was it like too much? Um, no fight per se, but there was some dogs that were more reactive, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of like growling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it like, is it chaos at sometimes? Because like, I feel like if you have like, just like this open event and people just like come, there's, it was actually not too bad. 
Yeah? Yeah. Like, it was busy enough, but it wasn't like, we weren't like crammed where dogs may have felt like trapped. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there wondering was about space. that. It's funny. Like, there's this new person in the neighborhood, and they have this dog that sort of looks like he's like a Pyrenees, like saint bernardy sort of mix like he has like the saint bernard coloring but he's like the size of like i want to say like maybe on the smaller size of pyrenees dogs but anyways and he has a harness on him and this dog pulls this man down the street like he's doing the oh whole like arm like oh, oh, like the dog's walking him down the street and he lets this dog like go up to like anybody else like on leash and then like the leashes get on me and I watch this from my window and I'm like no 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 <laughs> I, I feel like it would be so hard for me to like I it wouldn't like I'm I'm I am socially like graceful enough to like not like you know call people out on stuff like especially when it's at like a fundraising event but it would be so hard for me to watch I'd be like why would you bring a reactive dog to like a pot cake rescue <laughs> but okay yeah all right all right let's do it let's do it <laughs> there was this um irish wolfhound oh man rupert oh, he wasn't so a pod cake like from <laughs> obviously but he yeah. was adorable he was six months bigger than ralph like oh, oh my god just this big dude and he had an e-collar on and mm -hmm. he was off leash no way yeah i know Off it's awesome at, yeah and he was so good yes and i went up to him and i'm like oh i see he has like an e-collar how's the training going and like he said that he had like a lot of past experience with e-collar training but he did mention one of our guests emma murdoch um that she's like excellent with e-collar training and yes training dogs but yeah mm -hmm. this dog was just like super obedient that's awesome um, and he did say like it's also a little bit the breed where they're just more calm yeah but yeah oh my god he was beautiful <laughs> I, I know that's so like becky was like that like i would take her to the park and and off leisure and of course with the e-collar because she was a would take off for hours at a time without the e-collar but with the e-collar she would like go and run and everything like that and then I wouldn't bother leashing her up again when I went back to the house because she would walk and heel like at a perfect heel at my side she would stop at all the thresholds at the street she would sit until so I said good. I know it's it's it, there's a really nice thing about an e-collar trained dog like it would be my my goal would be to one day have a dog where you perfectly train them like that, like a G Shep or something, like without the e collar. But mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like the e collar is a tool and it requires training and it requires like a lot of work on both parts, like the dolo yeah. and the human. But it's nice to have that freedom, like of the leash. It's like a wireless dog. <laughs> yeah when you go out like I've been going to the park with Ralph without any dogs there mm -hmm. and he's getting more and more more and more better <laughs> more better <laughs> more better yeah um with his recall yeah like he's going somewhere like semi-running yep and I go Ralph come and he's like and I do the e-collar and he's like zoop turns around like right yep. away exactly like, breaks and turns around <laughs> I'm yeah like, oh so good yeah yeah it is it's um it's definitely a super awesome tool to use
if yeah. you need it. And and I know people are reluctant to, but honest honest to goodness, if if you don't know what an e-collar is, um, it's basically, I always describe it like a TENS machine. So it is delivering like an, an electrical impulse, but it's on a scale from like zero to a hundred. So it's not like a shock collar, like where you push in there, you're delivering this massive shock. Sorry if you could hear those moans and groans. That's Lou next to me here, having a little stretch mid-nap. Mm. But um, so, uh, like I said, if you put it to the zero to like 10 range, like I can barely feel it like on my hand. I can feel it a bit at like 10, like, and it's just like, so it's just giving them like a gentle reminder to listen to their owner. Yeah. So it's not like it's the big just zap. Like somebody that would be like poking you. Exactly. And Being then like, you'd be like, okay, what do I do to make this poking stop? And you're like, oh, this is what I do. And then it stops. And then when it starts again, you're like, okay, I guess I need to do this to make it yes, stop. <laughs> exactly. And what else is I going to say? <laughs> I keep losing my train of thought. Well, just like this Irish wolf found um, at the pot cake rescue or, um, event, he was only at a four. That's what his owner said. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and it goes up to 100. So 100, of course, is like the uh, life or death like situation. And eventually you get to a point where you don't you literally do not have to use it at all. Like, honestly, like with Becky, like I'd be like, be as soon as I was like, Becky, like, she <laughs> and she'd be like, Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm listening. No, no need for the poke. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. She'd come right back, sit in front of you again. Like there's all kinds of videos out there on it. Is it, a, it's an expensive tool. Like I'll say that, but like the company is super good They're They stand by their yes. product. If anything breaks on it, they replace it. They're um, yeah, they're super great. So I am a huge fan of the e-collar having used it. I don't currently use it on my dogs, but I'm going to soon. I'm, my goal is to train Gibbon on the e-collar because he's starting to turn into a runaway or he's like it's like he's gone into becky mode he's like well she yeah. like now now that i'm the eldest dog like, right in the, in the residence he's like replacing her i'll do all those things that she used to do because that's what <laughs> that's what the older one's supposed to do right 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 no no given no nope yas well, that's awesome. So would you go and volunteer again with these people? Yes. Were they all super Absolutely. nice? They were super nice. Well, they were dog, all very nice. Dog people generally are. If you have, have a dog organization or, or the organization of some kind, especially if it's a charitable one, you got to be mm -hmm. nice. You got to yeah. be nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I was going to chat about this show on Netflix called The Hidden Lives of Pets. So again, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, spoiler alert galore, because I'm just going to talk about all the dog parts. So <laughs> this is a really neat show. It's really beautifully done. Like I'm, I have to say Netflix like has a lot of really great shows and stuff. And like we've we've talked about some of the other ones that we've watched, like all about the doggo ones. But um Anyways, this one is about all different kinds of pets and just talking about them and their different capacities. So, like, there's only four episodes, and the first one's called Intelligence, the second one's called Communication, the third one's called Super Senses, and the fourth one's called Athletes. And again, they talk about all different kinds of animals, that, like d pets, though. So they're like domesticated mm -hmm. um, animals that they're talking about. But anyways, in the, the first show starts off with this gentleman 
who um, I forget what part of the world he's from. I want to say Brazil. I want to say it's South America somewhere. Anyways, who's a base jumper. And I think we talked about it real quick before on another episode where you were talking uh, about it, body language or whatever. But anyways, so so he has this border collie called Kazuza. (laughs) How fun (laughs) is that name name. to say? I know, me too. Kazuza! (laughs) Kazoos! Sounds like a sneeze. I like a Kazuza! Anyways, so um, this individual starts talking about his love for base jumping and it shows him like he's this super like uh, thrill seeking like dude, mostly in the in the base jumping capacity. He's base jumping in like these beautiful locations, but Mm -hmm. he he is on his own and has Kazuza with him. And he said he was saying that like they would have to do this huge hike and that he would have to ask someone to stay with his dog and then he'd have to go back up again afterwards to like get her or ask somebody to watch his dog wherever while he did his base jump. And he the people who were watching his dog at the top after he would jump said like the dog was like going to the edge and like wanted to like it just looked Mm -hmm. like she wanted to go. And so he he built up this huge harness contraption and decided to jump with her one day. And they, they videoed the first jump they did together. And she does look pretty calm. Like he said, she was calm. Yeah. She she looks like it. I think it's a she. I can't remember. Because it was a she or he. I don't know, let's, call, let's call them a they. <laughs> they really <laughs> loved the jump. Like, like the dog did very well as far as I'm concerned. Like, and he said that like, he just wanted to go again, like back on the cable car to the top and yeah. stuff like that. And that the dog was super excited to do so. So I just found that like super interesting. And um, this is in the first show called intelligence. So what they were saying is that like, this was like a trust built like in an emotional t- mm-hmm. intelligence that sh- this dog wanted to be with its owner to the point where it's willing to like do whatever the owner is doing. Like if he's jumping off, like I might yeah. as well go with him. Like <laughs> she trusts him. Yes, exactly. So in the same episode, they talk about um, empathy and they talk about this couple. They had these two dogs. Um, I'm not sure what kind of breed they are. They look like a Cleo long legs. What is, what is that? Yes. What, what is Cleo again? I totally a forget. Silk silk something yes a silk a silk wound a silk, silk wind, something silk wine silk wind <laughs> <laughs> like anyways bor- borzoi <laughs> yes so that she like their dog has this long pointy nose so anyway so they used to have two two of them so um bill is like this tan colored one and i forget what the other one's name was but anyways the dog passed away like had kidney failure and passed away and i guess they had her cremator cremated and they buried her her in their garden under this rose bush in the backyard and the dog like bill goes and sleeps like lays next to this rose mm-hmm. bush like all the time and they're like so like again like they have these conversations with people and stuff like that about um again like is it us projecting this like is this really like what we're perceiving it to be and and this sort of thing and there was no like rigorous testing like in this particular story but um they then told the story about like how the wife had back surgery and that she was in pain at like having, she had a lot of complications with it and she was like really unwell and was crying and was in bed and that the dog like did not leave her side and just laid there with her the whole time and like head on the chest. And so like just super empathetic. And then the the final story, they sort of like ramp up to this big thing is that the other owner um, broke his ankle at one point. So he was on crutches 
and they show the video of Bill walking next to him and lifting his paw and limping like yeah. the same the same paw as his so owner funny. and like to the point where they took him to the vet and then all of a sudden like they got home and let him out and he's like zooming around the backyard like nothing obviously <laughs> wrong, wrong with the foot at all so they just um was just saying it's just interesting like empathetic to the point of like legit being mimicking. just so mimicking and being so observational of their owners that it's like yeah like mimicking and stuff um so the next episode is called communication and the um the show kicks off with someone who we've chatted about quite a bit on our show and it's miss bunny so bunny is a <laughs> sheep doodle and her owner started like with this button for the fun of it that bunny could push and it says outside and it's to let her go outside so she started pushing this button and then she started using other buttons like yes and like uh outside and like adding to it and to the point where a university like took note of this because she's tick-tocking like all these videos of bunny the communicating dog pushing these buttons to communicate with her mom and it's so sweet watching this show because like she it shows a lot of her videos and like it's like she'll yeah. push the button mom and then love you mom love you <laughs> mom love you <laughs> like, so cute. it's just so like she sweet. must like want a reaction that reaction from so her. The, and this is what they discuss on the show they're like is yeah. she, is she communicating or is she just pushing the buttons that warrants like the best reaction like from the owner Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, but, but like what, a little bit of both. <laughs> yes. And I, I know we told this um, before, but um, I find this part amazing. And it's what caught the eye of the university that, that now they literally have cameras in their home where they're observing Bunny like 24-7 to, and, uh, as part of a study to be like, okay, do can dogs communicate? And to what point? And to what point are they aware? So like... um so I'll and tell you about of themselves aware of themselves. Exactly. So um, the first communication that Bunny did that caught the university's eye, and it's one of their most popular like videos, I, I think that have been watched. But anyways, Bunny goes in and push pushes stranger. Ouch. And so her mom was like stranger. Ouch. And she's like, what? And then she pushed ouch again. And she said, ouch, where? And then she pushed a button that said paw. So she calls Bunny over and she, in between her toes, she had like, um, they call it a foxtail, but it's like a, a needle from a tree kind of that was like stuck in the skin between her paws. Mm-hmm. So she took it out. So she was able to tell her specifically where in her body. So that's when the university was like, oh, oh, damn, is this dog <laughs> communicating? Anyways. Yeah. But then they talk about like how they're wanting to like research this further and like, yeah, to what, to what extent is she aware? And they show videos where she is looking in the mirror and she she's going like who like who is that <laughs> like who is that <laughs> and she's bark she's bark barking at the mirror and stuff like that and like her mom is trying to communicate with her but anyways it's, it was just really interesting to listen to because like even the owner said she was very skeptical like in the beginning and like is this just a one-off or is this just her finding the combination of stuff but she said like every day and the more buttons that they added has like completely dissolved her skepticism because 
she's there and she's communicating with she's her. She's communicating, yeah. With her dog. Like, <laughs> like how crazy is that? And um, so if you haven't seen Bunny, and I know I promoted her a lot on our show, but I just find it, like, extremely, it really, truly is amazing. It's truly, truly, truly amazing. Anyways. I um, think her handle is What About Bunny? What about Bunny? Okay. Well, it's fascinating, let me tell you. So then they just talk about, um, so they, on the the same show about communication, they do another little piece with this guy and um, his, his border collie. So it shows this video where this guy is like in his home and the dog's sitting there watching him and he's just like on the computer and he um, looks up at the clock the owner does the owner looks at the clock then types on the computer a little bit more then he closes the computer screen and then he um he does something else i forget what and anyways he looks at his phone oh yeah he looks at his phone and then put his phone down back down on the counter and then by the time he uh, he grabs his keys grabs his keys and goes to the front door the dog's sitting there waiting with the leash so it's like mm-hmm. how did the dog know that and it's saying that like there was nothing that he said he didn't say I can't uh, sorry my dogs are sleeping next to me here so I can't say the w word the w a l k so he he didn't have to say that he didn't grab the leash there was like nothing but dogs are observant and when the, again this is like when we talked about I think we did an episode on routines and stuff so Again, mm-hmm. like when when the dog sees you turn off the television and put the dishes in the sink, like they're already heading up the stairs because they know you're going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Or if they see you grabbing your lunchbox and grabbing your keys off of the kitchen table, then they know they have to go in the crate because you're leaving. Like they just automatically go there. And it's just, it is a form of communication. Like you don't even have to say anything, but they are, they're observant and they're they always walking watching us because they love us so much they just love us so much they just love us so much so it talks about like just even like that form of communication and then uh, the last dog that they talk about on the show is this a gentleman who works at a rhino conservation like in africa who works with this like hound dog and they have their his job is solely to patrol and keep the the rhino area safe from poachers because these are literally the two last rhinoceros like black horned yeah. rhinoceros like in the world like it's like they are legit the last of their kind so it's this guy that works with a team they're armed they're walking around and th- this is a bloodhound and she communicates literally like remember how we talked about how dogs go like on sniff walks and stuff like that and let them follow their noses and stuff well that's how she communicates with the owner and he knows through the leash like if she's pulling somewhere it's because there's somebody in the area that shouldn't be there and he knows to Mm -hmm. go with her and she and uh she barks or she does something um uh and that either scares people away so they'll follow it but it's a dangerous job because the people who are coming to steal the the rhino horns are yeah most likely armed as well, right? So it's a pretty intense job. But um, anyways, again, so talking about that form of communication. So the communication episode is such a big one with me. And, and, and I wish they almost talked. I know there, this was a show about pets and like all different kinds of pets and stuff like that. But if you were doing like a show just purely based like on dogs and their different like these different amazing things that they can or can't do, blah, blah, blah. That is such a huge thing about dog training. You're finding a way to communicate with each other. 
mm-hmm. whether whether it, it's like a positive response or whether through like you, you have to communicate to them and everything that you say or or whether it's physical whether it's like emotional whether it's you're communicating with your dog every day and you may not even realize it so and it's hugely um important when we talk about dog training so then um the next episode is called Super Senses. Super Senses. Super Senses. This one started out again talking about dogs and I didn't, we, we know like how amazing their noses are, right? Like we've talked mm-hmm. about that on several episodes. We know that they can smell and stuff like that. And what I didn't know that this episode told me is that their noses are not just like amazing sniffers. They're heat seekers. So they learned this fairly recently and it's how puppies can find the mom's breast. And it's because like they can't even see right when they're puppies, but their nose can sense heat. So they follow the heat and that's the heat takes them to the teat. (laughs) (laughs) From the heat to the teat. Away from the mom. (laughs) No, they don't. And um, so like people always think like, you know, like the dog comes like I can tell you at my house with these short haired Weimaraners that every time I get up to go get a glass of water or go to the washroom, I can, you can count on there being a dog in your seat when you return. <laughs> and I, and again, like you thought that that was them like, you know, processing it. But no, they can sense it with their noses. Like it's warm. How crazy it's a warm is that? Seat. It's a warm seat. So then uh, I, I just found that amazing too. Cause I never really thought about it that way, but like, that's, that's a pretty amazing. Nah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. A pretty amazing schnoz. And then um, the other dog in this episode is a Vishla. So it's a distant cousin of the Weimarana. <laughs> and there was this um, young girl who just happened to have this dog. Like this wasn't even like a service or therapy dog to her or anything, but who suffered from a condition where she would suffer from seizures, like sudden seizures. And it wasn't, I don't think it was epilepsy. Um, it might be something else, some sort of disease that she has. But anyways, she never knows when the seizure is going to, come come along and so she would stay at home and it affects your life drastically right like you can't go out doing something crazy or dangerous or if you think that you can have a seizure at any moment like mm-hmm. you can't you can't it affects your life in huge ways that you don't even think about so anyway so what she started noticing is that the dog would come and sit on front of her and bark and then within five minutes oh, wow. she'd have her seizure so there was no training or anything like that involved the dog just started doing it just knew just mm-hmm. knew so she now goes everywhere with the dog she goes to the beach she can go places alone because like she knows and she can call somebody like if she's going to she can be in a safe place or even if she's not in a safe place she ha- she knows that within she's got five minutes to, to like lay down or be like in a spot where she's not going to hurt herself so again super Amazing. dogs yeah. super dogs super dogs so and on the last show it's called athletes so um the athletes show is like really interesting because it it really puts they do a good job of, of giving you like analogies or comparisons of like how much strength it is actually like for these 
animals like to, to do the things that they do so on a side note they they show this like bunny jumping contest I was telling Pharaoh <laughs> about it I had no idea that this ever occurred and I think it's somewhere in Europe but like where they have these rabbits that compete like the horses of Wimbledon do like jumping like these <laughs> so these funny. bars and like these so these cute. obstacle courses and it's like these rabbits just like go into town it's amazing but anyways I digress they start the show with this um dude down in the states who does like i forget there's a specific name for what the sport is but basically you're mountain biking with two dogs on uh, uh, attached to the front of your wheel so you're doing oh, like yeah. extreme mountain biking and stuff and the dogs are pulling you and they're using german short-haired pointers and it talks about the muscle involved and like how fast they're running and this kind of stuff and it again really really is amazing when you think about it and it's like like joring or something something joring yeah because i know you can do it with like um skis in the winter and i've done it before it's called skijoring and but i forget what this one's called i'll have to go back and, and look again but anyways that's all i have those are all the doggo parts sorry if i spoiled it for anyone i did disclaim with the spoiler alert but um <laughs> I would definitely recommend watching the show, not just for the doggo parts, but to see how amazing, like, animals, animals are. are. Yeah. They're crazy. They're crazy amazing. Bunnies, cats, parrots. Yes. Yes. Tortoise, giant tortoises. <laughs> <gasps> yes. <laughs> I like, haven't seen that one. Oh, you got to watch that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, highly recommend. Cool. Yes. And, and that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> and oh to God. our listeners that are listening, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Boops Newts. And you can listen to our show on Spotify and iTunes, iTunes weekly. Um, and before we let you go, make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw nutrition for supporting Let's Boots Newts. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I personally get all of Ralph's food at Holy Raw. And their staff is amazing. Um, I can't say anything. I have only positive things to say about them. Um, and we would like, oh my God, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> we are so thankful to have them as a sponsor. You can find them on their website, holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. And again, a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 Lacalle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. 
Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewingcompany.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog, so much for supporting Let's Boop Snooze. And join us next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Mm-hmm.